Welcome back to Train to Win, the podcast produced by the Association for Talent Development Houston Chapter, inspiring talent development professionals to achieve their full potential. Hey, it's Bruce Abbott. We have had so much going on with the pandemic and the new normal, and that is our topic that we're talking about today, learning the new normal, talent development's leadership role. And this ties into a general meeting that as of a record date, which is July 28th, on the schedule, we hope that uh, this will indeed take place. So everybody keep your fingers crossed. This is going to be one of those in-person events, our general meeting in person, learning the new normal talent development's leadership role. I, I think about the phrase, um, the only constant in life is change. Um, you know, the pace of change really pre-pandemic it was crazy anyway. Now we are in the new normal. And that's what we're talking about today, the new normal. And we're doing that with Jay Clancy, president of Strategic Ascent. He has over 25 years of experience designing and facilitating organizational learning in a variety of industries internationally. Jay has led numerous teams, including Strategic Ascent consultants and clients and creating a full range of learning solutions from minor interventions to strategic enterprise-wide programs. In addition to consulting, Jay has served as adjunct faculty for the University of Houston, go Cougs, and on the boards for U of H and Wharton County Junior College and the Houston chapters of ATD, ISPI, and IAL. He's spoken at many conferences uh, on learning and consulting. And of course, he's always been a huge supporter of ATD Houston. And Jay, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us today. Hey, Bruce. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. We do have, obviously, an event coming up. We'll talk more about that here in just a few minutes. But first, I want to pick your brain for a second, Jay. What do you see as the characteristics, really, of this new normal? Well, here's the thing, Bruce. There's a lot of... It's about change, right? Like you said earlier, there's lots of room in any change. There's lots of room for possibility and new hope. And then there's also lots of fear and sadness and anger, just like in any change. And in any change, we, we see a lot of places where people are putting a lot of energy to try to define what that new normal might be. And at the same time, since people aren't usually very good at change, we're seeing a lot of energy that might not be taking us in the healthiest directions. Let's look at this from the organizational level. What does the new normal look like for an organization? Yeah, and and that's and it's tricky because when we talk about the new normal, there a lot of the stuff that we put into this bucket of the new normal, we think of the stuff that happened during the pandemic. But most of the things that we're going to be confronting in the quote new normal are things that we were dealing with for long before the pandemic hit. Like you think about the fourth industrial revolution technology and data and digital transformation and robots taking away our jobs. That's stuff we were thinking about for a long time. Mm -hmm. The difficulty finding talent, corporate responsibility and stakeholder capitalism. These are things that, that are here with us now that we were working on long before the pandemic. And even things like work from home mean, okay, so in the pandemic, work from home became its own acronym. But the, the whole idea of redefining what our relationship with, with between employers and employees, what the definition of work was, that was something that we've been talking about in the whole generational conversation for a long time. So to how new the new normal is may be something up for debate, but I think the biggest thing is change. 
And our organizations are right smack in the middle of that. In fact, like I, I think about it, um, when we, like I'm a small business owner, right? So as a small business owner, the new normal is on my mind 24 seven. This is a constant fight for survival. And I think a lot of our organizations and a lot of the leaders of our organizations are feeling the same thing. I think that we, our organizations are going out into the world and we're really worried about the very survival of our companies. And you as a business owner, you're right there on the front line. You have to look at this, obviously, from an external component, but you also have to look at it from an internal component as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's crazy because you think about all the things that people talk about as external threats. I mean, our, there, are, there are companies rising and falling right now that looked when when we were coming into the pandemic looked like they were rock solid and now we're there some of them don't even exist anymore because competition can spring up overnight from nowhere but not only do we have to worry about these all these new external challenges we also have to worry about challenges from within i mean you can you don't have to go any further than looking at linkedin and seeing how people are talking about things like we're, we're going to leave the organization if the organization doesn't get it right so organizations in the attempt to try to survive the quote new normal have come have threats coming from at them from all angles. And it's hard to get it right when what is right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's crazy because our profession is really on the front lines of that, right? I mean, I, I listened to some of your podcasts from earlier speakers and just listening to the themes that your speakers are talking about, things like organizational development, change management, leadership and coaching, culture, innovation, all of these things, we're right on the front lines of what, what these uh, organizations are having to deal with. So in your opinion, what is your biggest concern? <sighs> yeah, and that's a really good um question because there's lots of room for concern. <laughs> but I'll tell you, um, one of the things that kind of makes me afraid is that there there seems to be a lot of divisiveness and contentiousness out there. Mm -hmm. You look at, like, you watch the news, you, you, even just watching the news, there's usually a lot of contentiousness in the news, but it seems to be even heightened now more. Um, but even on, you know, social media, there's a lot of people that seem to just be yelling at each other about the way the new normal quote should be. And I, even when I was doing some research leading up to the event, I, I read this re, uh, report called Global Trends, and it comes from our federal government's D director of national intelligence, which I didn't even realize there was one of those. Hmm. And the report, <laughs> the report is literally titled A More Contested World. And it basically said that humans, all of humanity across the world are, are going to be looking for more reasons that were different and then fighting over those differences. And I think that people in our profession, the people who listen to this podcast know from our experience in the talent development profession that we only succeed if we work together. So I'm worried with all of this divisiveness that we are not, we're not necessarily working towards solutions or a healthier state. We're working more towards contention. We really need to work together and figure out ways that we as humanity can work together for a healthier world. 
And isn't it amazing how hard, how much effort people put into that divisiveness where if they just put that effort into connecting, you know, you know yeah, it, it's mind blowing. I, I want to bring up a, a couple of examples just to get your opinion on. You mentioned earlier work from home, work from home. Obviously, that is a big um, choice that organizations have to make right now in terms of what to do about their employees. What are your thoughts on work from home? Yeah, so it's it's crazy, Bruce, because, you, you know, for from my standpoint, I'm a human, too. And so I don't I like to get up and and, you know, throw on a T-shirt and work here at home and then be done and then, you know, go watch TV or whatever. I don't think there's any boss out there or corporate leader who loves to go and spend time at the office for eight to 10 hours. But on the other hand, being a small business owner, I'm literally the one who makes the decision whether my employees come back to work or not. And I know that there's a lot of reasons that we're better together. So we have to be in the office for some of these things. So trying to figure out what the right answer is, is tricky. But what I also know is if I don't get it right, there's a very real possibility that we even go out of business. And my employees, who on the one hand also like to work at home when they can, are counting on me to make sure I get this right answer. And so I, I think this is one of those things that all of our all of the employers and the leaders out there are, are just as concerned about this and trying to figure out what the right answer is. And we've got to work together. Unfortunately, my employees are great. They're working with me on this. So shout out to my employees. Um, I think we all need to be working together to find the right answer because it's not as easy as saying, let's all just work from home. There's got to be, we've got to come up with the better solutions. What about diversity and inclusion? Yeah, and we definitely can't talk about the new normal without the conversation about diversity and inclusion because that, of course, has become a really big theme over the last year. And it should be, right? Because there's a lot of things that we need to be talking about that haven't come out into the open as much as they have now. The, the problem is, like we've said before, humans are not very good. When you open up a can of worms like this, these are cans of worms that have needed to be opened up for a long time. We need to be talking about this stuff out in public, but humans are not very good with open cans of worms. Mm -mm. So, um, you know, now you've got all these cans of worms that are opened and humans that don't know how to deal with it. And it's, you're seeing a lot more, like I said before, contentiousness and divisiveness rather than all of us working together to try to figure out how to make a healthier world. Now, drilling down a little bit into the world of talent development and how all of this meshes with the world of talent development, what differences can talent development make in helping navigate this new normal? Well, so I've been a huge fan of our profession for a long time. I've been in this industry for over 25 years, been a member of ATD for, over for well, I guess 25 years-ish. Um, I love our profession. There's a lot of great things we can we that we are. And so I think the biggest message that I'd like to have go out to our profession is that our profession has the answer to lead the world into a healthier new normal. I mean, think about it. Our profession is founded on the idea of helping people get better. And we are literally specialists in, in working with opening up and clean and dealing with cans of worms. So things like we talked about before, organization development, change management, leadership and coaching, innovation, culture, those are all things that our, organ that our profession specializes in. So 
I think the biggest thing I'd like, the biggest message I'd like us to get out of this is that we are the answer. Now, we have a lot to learn. Our profession doesn't have it exactly right. We still have a lot to learn, but we're the profession. And the crazy thing is, even if the world doesn't know it, they're counting on us to step up. So this makes me think of our event coming up here in the fall for ATD Houston. Um, it's September 14th, and at least that's that's what we have on schedule. We are hoping. We know that there's a lot of activity going on with spikes and CDC as we record this yeah. podcast. And so I'm knocking off, on wood as we speak. Yes, off <laughs> mic, Jay and I are like, oh, let's hope. Um, <laughs> but when you think about learning the new normal and talent development's leadership role, um, you you see this, you were telling me, you see this event as both a celebration and a call to action. Explain that to me a little. Yeah, and I just want to piggyback on what you were saying just a minute ago. There, we're hoping it's a lot more of a celebration. You know, you, you can just even watch the Olympics right now and there's nobody in the stands and all the families of the, of the competitors are at home because they can't come. So we're hoping that that we see everything start opening up and that you know, so the celebration is that hopefully we're all going to get to see each other in person again, because, you know, seeing you in two dimensions is not the same thing as seeing in three, Bruce. I'm saying, you know, <laughs> you don't see the shine off my bald head as easily. You know, it's. A- <laughs> hey, same here. That's, I'm glad this is a podcast. <laughs> but- <laughs> yes, it's the Bald Gentleman's Club. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, uh, that was a theme I was. But no, it would. It, 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 here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In fact, we just recently had our first uh, in-person board meeting in a year and a half. I mean, we've we've obviously been meeting virtually, but it was really interesting to sit right next to people in the flesh now that you've you know you haven't seen in person in a year and a half. And it's funny because it's even a little awkward. We don't know how to talk to each other in person anymore. <laughs> Keeping fingers crossed. Uh, I mean, this hopefully this is the start of a movement, isn't it? Really, I'm, I'm really hoping. And and to finish answering your question, so on the one hand, we're hoping it's a celebration because even if knock on wood, hopefully we get to come together. But even if we don't, there's still a lot of reason for hope, a lot of reason for inspiration. But but on the same point, it, it is a call to action. I do want us to start a movement as a profession because, as I mentioned before, the world does need us. I was thinking of this example of um, everybody who's ever taught like an interpersonal skills class, well, almost everybody can relate to that when you teach them a basic listening model that, you know, you've taught hundreds of times for decades, but the people in that class, it's like you just cracked time travel. They're like, whoa. And then they come back and they talk about how much better they are at work and even how it saved their home life. And we're looking at that going, yeah, you know how many times I've read that slide? It's like boring to me. But we're introducing things to them that they're not even, that they're, they had no idea about. And, and I think all of us, a lot of, a lot of your listeners are going to have had that same experience. So it's like we have the answer. We just have to do a better job of getting it out there. We have to get out and start taking all the great stuff that we know and help the world to use things like imagine, imagine that we were able to teach the whole world that slide about listening that you've used 20 times or over 20 years or whatever. Imagine that we could teach the whole world that how much different all of this conversation would be about navigating the new normal. 
we have the answer. We just need to get out and do a better job of it. So that's why I'm hoping in addition to just celebrating that we can rise up to this challenge as a profession and really go take on making the new normal a healthier new normal for everybody. And that really comes to that call to action, that that taking and putting that movement into action. What can people do to get involved other than signing up for the fall event? Of course, what would you say? Well, that was my biggest one. Come to the event. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Knocking on wood. We're, we're still hoping it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, there, there's a, a lot of things that we can do. I would say the first thing is just start getting more involved. I mean, even just listening to your podcast, Bruce, there's a lot of people out there doing some great things. Let's get involved and start having discussions. Um, and I would even say on, on top of getting involved, let's really, let's really get better at what we do. I think that one of the things that learning professionals fall into is we keep forgetting that our profession isn't just about inflicting learning on others. It's really easy to think I'm in training and development or I'm in, you know, whatever you whatever you call our profession these days. And so my job is to help other people learn. But we need to remember that the biggest responsibility we have is to learn ourselves. We need to learn. We need to rise up. We need to grow. We need to get better at the things that we do because I don't, I've been in this profession 25 years. I've seen a lot of things and I'm going to say that I think we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of growth to do as a profession. Even, even if it's just the idea of letting other people know what we do. I can't tell you how many people I run into when I tell them what we do and they say, I didn't even know that was a thing. Well, okay, it is a thing. We've been doing it for decades. Let's get out and tell people what we can do for them. And then on top of that, let's get better at doing it because the world needs us. We don't need more boring e-learnings, for example. What we need is more inspiring growth in companies so that we can you know, help people find that healthier space. And we will, we will share so much information with you in this event. So we, again, we encourage you to sign up, bring your colleagues from not just talent development, but other fields, uh, get them to join this movement, spread the word by reposting. We're gonna have social media, getting into the conversation and finding those solutions together. And that's really what it comes down to is working together. We, we have to take this time and come together. And that's the only way we're really going to make it through the new normal. So you can register for the event at tdhouston.org. If you look, we have an event calendar. There's also uh, upcoming events right there on the homepage. Uh, if you get our newsletter, uh, there's um, obviously there's there's links in the newsletter to sign up September 14th, 2021. That is hopefully going to stay uh, learning the new normal talent developments, leadership role taught by our good friend, Jay Clancy. Jay, thank you so much again for coming on here today. Yeah, thanks, Bruce. And thanks for all the work that you're doing, putting the, these podcasts together and get, getting the word out to people. And it's awesome. And we want to thank you, the podcast listener. Uh, for listening to Train to Win. And uh, hey, like I said, be sure to visit the website, tdhouston.org. Uh, you can also subscribe to this podcast if you don't already. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google, uh, RSS. Uh, that way you never miss a show. And if you found value in this show, hey, we'd appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or 
simply tell a friend about the show, maybe share it on social media. Um, That would help us out too. Train to Win is a production of ATD Houston. I'm Bruce Abbott. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time on another episode of Train to Win. Train to Win.